You don't deserve ears. I said that today. I said that and I meant it. You don't deserve ears. To one of these awful, dumb, deaf fucks that I had to work for today. Because they didn't, and I'm sure they probably still don't, unless they've died since then. But they were wasting my time and energy and attention and of the person on the line. If you're gonna do that, if you're not even gonna try, then you don't fucking deserve ears. I don't believe that. I don't believe the deserve part of it. But I really didn't want this person to have ears today. If your hearing starts to go and you don't want it to, do something about it. Something that won't impose upon other people. Go see a doctor, get some hearing aids or other type of equipment, or just let it happen and deal with it gracefully. Accept it. Because nobody, and I mean fucking nobody, does that shit. Like, I've been telling you guys for seven episodes now to build a fucking fort, and have any of you done it? I bet not one, not one fucking person has even done it, even tried, even really thought about it. Not because you can't, not because you don't have the time or the materials to, you just haven't. You don't have to listen to the podcast in it or even keep it up for more than five minutes if you don't like it. But this is one of three episodes left in the 40s, and when we get into the 50s, who knows what kind of crazy shit is going to be happening on the podcast and in the world. That's not the only deadline we're working with. I've got some soup on, and that's taken priority over the podcast this week. Maybe I'll eat it in my fort or record the next episode in a fort in spite of you fuckers. I almost had people, a couple of them, that wanted to be on the podcast the other week. Real people, other than me, actually talking about, talking on the podcast. Before that can happen, I have to get a better hold on my mean trash. Every week, probably every day really, I have to trash some material and jokes that are just too mean. Funny, but mean to the point they're hurtful. And sure, everything you think is funny pisses someone off, but you gotta let that be a byproduct and not ignorance or intention. Family Guy has been really good at it in some of these newer seasons, and that's been cracking me up this week. I think it's acceptable when it's funny enough or when there's enough truth to it. Like, if I said you two stood for ugly to look at and listen to, someone's bound to chuckle because they hate looking at and listening to those ugly, annoying motherfuckers. Five dollar asshole. Five dollar asshole, five dollar asshole, get you five dollar asshole. If I had a booth, just some kind of booth in some kind of place, like the kind of booth that you would sell lemonade from, that's what I'd have on the sign, and only that. You'd have to come and pay the five dollars before you'd get any of the asshole. Ideally, I would be hoping that you would choose to be an asshole to me, Plus, given my track record and what I know about people. But I'm also going to be quick on the offense because I know that you'll be expecting something as soon as I get the money. Plus, I know that'll help incite and draw out the asshole and other people. It'd be a good vent and a good cleanse and it would just be fun to see what type of reactions came from it. You gotta do something when you gotta deal with people that don't deserve ears. And these other assholes, these adults that like to play doctor, 
It's not even really that, though, because they know they aren't doctors and that there are doctors out there. And it's more, instead of adults playing doctor, it's just two people asking a lot of really dumb, really unhelpful questions to both people. The subject matter is medical, and one person is basically just venting about the shit that's wrong with them that they're upset by or freaked out by because they don't know what to do, they haven't gone to the doctor yet, or the doctor didn't know when they did go. So now they're just unloading every detail of every idea that they had and feeling they had and thing that they can describe going with this and experience they've had involving it. And the other asshole on the line, the doctor, is just asking these really obscure questions intermittently. Did you squeeze it with your fingers? What color was it? What color was it? Was it a green color or was it like flesh colored still? And injecting their own personal shit between the two. Like, yeah, I had something like that one time. Or, oh yeah, I knew a guy that had something like that. And it always goes on too long. Way too fucking long. Like, as long as a U2 song. And especially, God forbid, you try and listen to a whole album. You definitely don't deserve ears if you do that. I bet you'd listen to it in a fucking fort, though. Whatever. So, my girlfriend got us a couple dehumidifiers for our place. It's a dry heat here in Arizona. I'm sure you've heard it's a dry heat. And it is, I'm sure. It's one of the driest places in our country. But I think she got these because I'm always running my mouth. Initially, she used them out in the living room and then the bedroom, but now she's got them in here in my closet where my studio is. I don't gotta be a doctor to know what's going on and what that means. Paging Dr. Soup, Dr. Soup to the kitchen. The soup turned out, well, a lot better than I was expecting. Sometimes I work better in a pinch. I had minimal ingredients, just barely enough to make it, and make it right and good. A lot of people have been reacting and saying a lot of things as though that is what happened with Space Jam. The new one, which if you haven't already watched it yourself, I'm sure you've seen or heard people saying this stuff about it. And it has been bumming me out. First off, I recently changed the name of my dick from John Bon Jovi to Space Jam. But secondly, and more importantly, I dare say, is because I don't think that they got the movie. Anybody that I've heard talk about it, I don't think they really understood the movie. They're probably upset because their memories and nostalgia and shit are involved, as people always get upset when that's involved. But also, they didn't watch and just listen to the movie and let it be exactly what it is, what they plainly stated it was. Algorithms. We've all heard the word. We all have some idea of what they are. But we don't even really understand them. We know they help us with Google and our other social media and tech stuff that we do and rely so heavily upon nowadays. I'd be pretty confident in saying you or whoever you would choose to ask wouldn't know how to explain an algorithm to you properly. And they don't have to. Why would they? It doesn't matter. I can't really even myself, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to base this off what I do know. Everything I hate, everything I have bitched about on here is an algorithm. It literally is because I've recorded it and shared it online, and I'm sure that there's some AI that's processed that about it. 
but also symbolically, it's a collection of ideas, emotions, experiences, energy that has triggered anger and bitchiness in me. My understanding of algorithms, how they're formulated and what they're set up to do is to take a bunch of information, so much information that is difficult to process on the whole. Categorize and simplify this information based on its components, its characteristics. All the little pieces that make this one big thing. Then you take those, all those little identifiers, and you use them to collect everything else into that so you don't have to process all of the information. What people did when they saw Space Jam or read about it on social media. When it is the perfect, the best example I've seen of an algorithm and what it represents and how awful it makes things because of its flawed function. We don't need algorithms. We need creative proxies. We need to utilize people that are aware, these introverts, these artists, eccentrics and addicts. People who right now with the current structure of our society feel all those things just getting crammed down inside of them and making them hypersensitive to all this shit that they're noticing and picking up on. Let them help those who don't have those skills. I bet you there's a balance. If you have an obsessive quality, I'm sure there's someone in your very life that just doesn't care or notice enough and could use some of that. One of mine is watermelon. Yes, watermelon. The fruit. Not tits, and it's not some racist setup. Just regular old watermelon that I'd like to redeem in the comedy world. Gallagher fucked that shit up for the rest of us. Watermelon can be really funny. Like, do you know how many people have died because of watermelon? Yeah, me either. But it's an absurd amount. And it's a funny looking fruit. Those wanky stripes. That bright red pink inside. I may have to include watermelon as a prize for whoever wins the murder contest. Don't go murdering anyone until I get the rules finalized, but that's the first idea that I've had for how I want to determine who gets pins. If you don't know about the pins, I announced them last week. They're just your simple standard pins that you can put on shirts, hats, whatever clothing items you want. I've got a limited number, so I want to do something special with them. So I was thinking that everyone that gets a pin will also get a piece of a painting. and You've got to collect all the pieces of the paintings as well as all the pins to be the grand victor. The only way to collect would be with murder. I don't know if it's legal. I have to check before we get moving on that. But the idea of it is almost as exciting as watermelon. In case anyone was wondering, the pins do contain GPS trackers that also do have rare genetic modifying samples in certain pins, so it's important not to scrape or poke or prick yourself with any of the sharp corners or especially the pin part on the pin if you do happen to get one. I'm also legally obligated to mention that they are made in China. I know that's a big problem for a lot of little people. Terminate it. Termination is a good way to deal with things that you have a problem with. 
like that new job I was spending all that time and energy trying to get as I was being drained of all my time and energy from the old job I'm trying to leave? They terminated me. Already. Only made it through the first training part. Not to worry. I still have my other job for now. I mean, my manager pretty much told me today that I'm probably going to get fired from it if I don't find another job first, but... It's fine. There's already so many other opportunities I've come across that are interesting and way more exciting. Especially since I've got this podcast on my resume. This makes me look so good and opens me up to so many other employment opportunities. As long as they don't listen. But who does that anymore? Me. I do. I listen. Me, me, me. Speaking of me, I made it a year. June 21st, this year to Nana Shoe Podcast turned one years old since the day I published the first episode. I had no idea when I initially agreed to do this that I would end up doing everything myself. But I am glad that I did, and I am proud of what I've created. There's been a lot of interference, especially this week, but I'm going to keep pushing forward with that and this, the Tunanishu Podcast, all the way to episode 50 so I can take a big-ass break, not be a creative proxy for a little while, not think about what could be funny or in the next episode, just fucking rest and breathe for real. Like my boy, Sergeant Salty, who I'd like to dedicate this episode to. I never would have thought I'd care about a fish, but you were really cool. And you made me smile a lot. And you were fun to look at and talk to and talk about. I will miss you, and I love you. I was thinking for the painting with the pins of doing celebrity portraits, but where they look their absolute worst the point that it's almost slander with how bad I've made them look. Like Tom York shooting heroin, but looking really happy and excited about it. We're just about out of time, which really means that I'm just about out of material, but if I can, I like to end on a better note, a note that makes the world a little more positive. I think what would do that this week, for me, would be if the robots just stopped pretending that they can't read our minds. It's just insulting now. Google doesn't even did you mean me anymore. They just type out exactly what I was going to write when all I've written is the. I know I'm predictable sometimes in some ways, but Miss Cleo can't even get that close. I also think the world would be better this week if there were a clown that wore his red nose somewhere else where no one could see it. Lastly, I'd like the formal title of Albert the Abominable. Abominable is like algorithms where you've probably heard it and have an idea of what it means, but you don't actually know the definition. I didn't, and when Google read my mind to look it up for me, I was very pleased that I did. Abominable is not what terrorists order at Taco Bell, but causing moral revulsion. One last thing before we end this one, a bit of news that caught my eye that I think is making the world a little bit better. Jeff Bezos, 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 
the rich Amazon guy that everyone likes as much as Space Jam. He finally went to space like he said he was going to because that's something billionaires can just do now. As you may imagine, or I'm sure you've probably heard, Earth is incredibly beautiful from outer space. And after he had commented on that, wearing that cowboy hat, he said this. His flight underscores his goal of space exploration, which he views as moving heavy industry to space and keeping Earth for residents in light industry. He said that could take many decades. What we need to do is build a road to space so that future generations can take all heavy industry and polluting industry on Earth and move it up into space so that we can keep this gem of a planet as it is instead of ruining it, which unfortunately we might do. I joked about that like two weeks ago, that when we finally made contact with alien life, it was going to be because they were going to have to tell us to stop littering space. Which means... If my algorithms are correct, I am a robot that read Jeff Bezos' mind. If you don't hear from me again, I've been shut down, or I've gone off to enjoy the billions of dollars that I now own.